Okay. So what we were discussing is this case where Nehemiah ben Chanilai was stuck outside of the Tchum, and we, we were trying to figure out how to, how to save him. So we said perhaps what we should do is have a bunch of people go stand there and make the mechitas around him, right? So the Gemara had then continued and said, let me just go back one page, back to the beginning of the end of 43b. It was about using people to make the, the, the mechitza, uh, or make the... Um, right, so the, the, right. So the question was, you're going to use people to make the Erev, and the question really was, what exactly was the question to, um, to Rav Chizda? Like, what was, what was bothering him that he didn't come up with this on his own, right? So, um, so he said, is the case that there were indeed enough people who had their own chum in an area that they could actually surround and create mechitzas right? Or is this a case where, and therefore the question would then be, is the halacha like Rabbi Gamliel, or is it different? Or is the halacha definitely not like Rabbi Gamliel, right? And therefore, what would the question be if the halacha is not like Rabbi Gamliel? The question would be like this. Or do we say that there were not enough men who were able to, or people, who were able to surround, who were able to surround because their, their tchum extended to that region? And the question was, does the halacha follow the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer or not? Rabbi Eliezer is going to be a Mishnah later on. Right, and we, we mentioned this yesterday, really. Really, as there's a mission later on, it talks, to the, it talks about the case where an individual walked two amas beyond his Shabbos limit, right? So we know the halacha is that you have four amas worth of distance, right? So are you allowed to walk two amas out and then two amas back and go back into your tchum or not? And that really was the Gemara's question. That was what Rechista was puzzled about. The Gemara says, and it is obvious that there is no doubt that the case was that there were not enough people to fill in the region who had had their tchum in that, in that uh, secondary location. Because if you thought we were talking about a case where indeed there were enough individuals to fill in the entire region and be, and be that you know, makeshift wall around right? So if so, then what was the question exactly? What, what would have been the Havamina that, that this would not have worked? Rav says that the halacha is like Rabbi Gamliel, bedir v'sar v'svina, right? So if they if they were able to actually surround him, then they would have made a, a de facto wall, and everything would have been good. We have to say we're talking a case where indeed the, the people who had had their tum in the secondary location were not there were not enough of them to actually completely surround him to enable him to get back into the tum, right? And the question was indeed was indeed um, only in Rebbe Yezer. Are you allowed to walk back? Now, in theory, one could have made the argument, Rebbe Gamliel in our Mishnah didn't talk about a case where the Mechitzas only arose after Shabbos began. Rebbe Gamliel in our Mishnah talked about a case where the Mechitzas arose before Shabbos and you came into that location on Shabbos, right? But this is the second time already that we're seeing that Rebbe Gamliel could also be extended to where the Mechitzas only existed, only came into existence on Shabbos. Okay. So I'll bring you a proof as well. Because what was the language that he said? He said, when, when the people come, let him come back in. The implication is that even with the people, he still would have to have then gone back into the Tchum. If the people were fully surrounding him all the way back up until where his Tchum began, right? So then you wouldn't say Yikanes, right? My Yikanes, you wouldn't use the language of Yikanes if there's Mechitis around him. You wouldn't call that even Yikanes. You would call that that's where his Tchum is. Right? Because if there are mechitzas around him, then by definition, the tchum actually extends wherever the mechitzas are, right? That's what we mentioned earlier, right? Just to speak it out a little bit better. If you have your 2,000 amas end by, um, I'm using an example in Palo Alto, from where I live to the JSN is, 2000, is a little bit more than 2,000 amas, right? Okay. Now, let's say I have a wall of people starting by, uh, you know, um, 
I've got this dog park somewhere over there in East Meadow. I have a wall of people standing over there, and they're going from where my 2,000 Amis end all the way up until the JSN. So it's not the idea that my Mechitza ends at that dog park. No, my Mechitza, my, sorry, my Tchum ends at the dog park. My Tchum does not end because there is a Mechitza of people beginning within my 2,000 Amis. My Tchum does not end until it reaches the JSN. It just doesn't end at all. Okay? So... So why is the language in the Mishnah, why is the language saying, no, not the Mishnah, why is the language in the story saying, um, Yukanes, let him come back in? You wouldn't have used that language of Yukanes, right? So Labole Mechitza is an automatic case where there's no Mechitza. And the whole question was, do we pass like Rebbe Yezer or not? Who permits you to walk back when you're, when you're exactly two Amas out, Rebbe Yezer permits you to walk back in. And that was Rebbe Yezer's question. We just switched topics and we switched topics because we're, once we're in the topic of uh, walls, like makeshift walls that either were made on Shabbos or that fell on Shabbos, we're continuing that topic. Because the walls of a sukkah falls down. You cannot use a person, you cannot use an animal, you cannot use vessels to enclose that, that wall that fell down. And you also cannot pick up your bed, right? pick up the bed, not the mattress, but the bed, right? The bed was made out of like these um, uh, either leather slats or some sort of a, you know, um, a fabric, um, like a reeds, right? So the bed had like, it was slats. It wasn't a solid bed, right? It wasn't a, a solid, um, you know, foundation. It was slats. So what you would do is if you wanted your bed to be your mechitza, it wouldn't be a proper mechitza because it had these holes in it. So what would you do? You pick your bed up, stand it up on itself, and then take a sheet and put it down thereby filling in the, the empty area, and that would be a good wall, right? And theory that the slats could have been close enough that it could have been a wall also, as we learned before. If the slats are within three tzachim of each other, right? Uh, let's say Amik Racha, for example, their walls are indeed made with a lattice, right? You know, so you could use a lattice as long as they're close enough to each other. Okay, um, so you're not allowed to stand up the bed to, to, uh, to drape a sheet on it. Why? You're not allowed to make a, uh, an oil array, a temporary tent, for the first time on Yom. And certainly not on Shabbos. Now, the Gemara is asking like this. If you're not allowed to make an oil array on, on Shabbos, right? For, on Shabbos or Yom, right? We see this by the Sukkah question. So then how in earth is Rav Chizda going to have this good idea to have the people make a wall around the Chami ben Chani Loi? They're not allowed to make a wall. You're making a temporary wall on Shabbos. Amar he said to him, You're bringing me a proof, not like my statement from this Brisa. And I'll bring you a proof from a different price. I like my statement. A person can use his, his friend as a wall, right? And for the sukkah. So that he can eat and, and, uh, and drink and sleep. By the way, parenthetically, obviously it's pretty cool. The sukkah is starting in uh, less than two weeks. But what's cool is the Gemara over here gives you a pretty, a pretty clear indication of what are the three obligations that you cannot do out of the sukkah. And those are eating, drinking, and sleeping. So anyway, what we see from here is that the three things that have to be done in the sukkah. Now, but over here it says that a guy can, you can use your friends for the wall, you could pick up the bed for the wall and put the and put the, um, the sheet on the bed. So that so that the sun will not end up affecting the you know um, will not uh, you know cause the dead body to become. Um, decompose faster, and also that the food won't get rotted. So you're allowed to do that. So you have one price that says you could, one price that says you can't. Kashina Adadi. One second, these are not prices, actually. There's a number that said Hatanya. Let me just see Rashi, who makes these statements. Um, 
it doesn't say whose statements these are. I don't, I don't know who they're from, but it, it, normally if it would be a bright, so we would say Vahatanya. I'm guessing these are actually statements of Amaroyim, but I'm not sure. Lekasha, Harabalazar Harabanan. There's no question, right? So, so one, one of these one of these things is the is the halacha of Rabbi Eliezer, and one of these things is the halacha of the Rabbana. It's not. So this machlekes in, in these two statements that are being quoted are really based on an earlier machlekes. What's the machlekes? You have the Tanit we learned in the Mishnah. Pekak hachalayin, right? Pekak hachalayin is the is like um, pekak means a stopper, right? That's how the the modern word is traffic, right? So chalayin of a window. Rabbi Eliezer, I remember, I guess this is some sort of um, not drapes, but what are they called? Um, shutters, right? So, so you have a shutter, right? So if it's actually the kosher, it is tied, it's toloy, and it is uh, it's hanging, right? So then you're allowed to use it to close up the the window. But if it is not in then you're not allowed to use it to close up the window. Why? Because this is too much, too similar to like a binion type of issue, right? Uh, to a building type of issue. I'm say whether it's tied already and hanging, or whether it's not, you're allowed to use it to, to close it up, right? So what do we see? We see that the question over here is really a, a, a more fundamental question in terms of uh, making something into an, a closing of, a, of an open area on Shabbos. Are you allowed to do that or not? So that machlekas is the same machlekas when it comes to making the fourth wall of the, not fourth wall, but a wall of a sukkah. Okay, we'll see which wall we're talking about in a minute. But it's marla, but we, we said about this uh, halacha. Everybody agrees that you cannot make an oil aray, a temporary uh, tent for the first time on Yom certainly not on Shabbos. The whole was only when, when, you're, when you already had somewhat of a oil, somewhat of a tent, or in this case of a chitza, somewhat of a, of a partition, right? And now you want to add on to that partition, okay? And Shreve Lezer, Aymer, Ain may see from the Yom Tov. Lezer says you cannot add on on Yom Tov. Ain't Sarah Lehman Shabbos, certainly not Shabbos. Come Aymer may see from Shabbos, Ain't Sarah Lehman. Come say you could. That is how we paskin, by the way. Right? This, this does have relevance, right? When you already have mechitza, you're allowed to add on to it. Now, not mechitza and, and even an and oil, even, a, and even a, you know, an actual canopy, right? So in, in, in theory, we, we talk about this by umbrellas, but nobody's willing to be makele. In theory, if one left the umbrella open before Shabbos, or partly open before Shabbos, you'd be allowed to finish opening it up on Shabbos. I say in theory because the Neid Yehuda already said we don't do it and, and pretty strongly accepted we don't do umbrellas at all. But as long as it was somewhat open before Shabbos, it wouldn't be a problem of oil aray. It would just be moisif. It would be adding on to an oil aray, right? It's something else that uh, relevant with young children who want to make the, their tents on Shabbos and they, you know, they're in their bedrooms and they want to use their blankets. So if they already started making it before Shabbos, then they could add on to it. But if they didn't start, then it's a real issue. It might be a, you know, a real issue that they should not be doing that. Okay. Okay, good. So therefore, there's no question between these two statements. One of these rices is like a mayor, one of them is like a Yehuda. Why? The Tanya, we learned in Risa. Somebody uses his behema as a wall for his sukkah. A mayor place, or a mayor says it's not a good, not a good wall, right? Uh, Rashi explains, uh, maybe he's going to run away. This is a, a Gemara in sukkah, which we'll be getting to, you know, not that, not that long from now. Rebuda permits you to use this. The mayor, the Kapasal has, the forbids you over there to use it. Alama, Lemechitzahi. Because he says that um, that it's not a good mechitza. One second, the mayor, the mukmas lahad shaya alive. So the mayor passes because maybe he's going to run away, right? Um, and Rebuda says it's good. The mayor says it's passel over there because it's not a good mechitza. Achashari over here he's going to permit it. Why over here would he permit it? 
Because if it's not a good mechitza, if it's not a, basically here's going to be the, the interesting halacha, and this is true, Lamaisa. Any type of mechitza that you make that has a halachic significance, you're not allowed to put up on Shabbos. If it's a, if it's a mechitza that does not have halachic significance, you're allowed to put it up. What, what, what's the examples? So it's brought down in Shulchan uh, I think it's Shulchan it might be the Ramah. I just looked this up recently because there was a question at Amy Bracha. Um, if you have a mechitza that is put up between men and women davening, since it's not a, it's not a, it's not such a significant wall. Why is it not so significant? Because in theory, at least, the women could be davening behind them, and without, in theory, I say, without a mechitza. So therefore, it's not considered halachically so significant, and therefore, you're allowed to put up a mechitza on Shabbos for that type of mechitza. However, if if someone wants to have, um, you know, intimate relations in a room that has, uh, you know, sifarim in it, right, you know. Uh, you know Sfarim or Tzvillin or anything of that nature, as we learned in, in Brachas, right? So if you want to do that, you have to put up a, a partition between yourself and those, and those items, right? And those holy items, if, if you're not able to take them out of the room. So you're not allowed to put up that Mechitan Shabbos, because that's actually significant, because otherwise there's no way to, 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 to have those, those intimate relations. Okay. So um, what do we see? Let's get back to it, though. So what you're saying is that if it's not a Mechitza, that's not considered a significant Mechitza, you're allowed to put it up. If it's a Mechitza that's considered significant, then you're not allowed to put it up. So, Hakashari de la Midigavadi didn't do anything. Rabbi Huda, the Kamachar Hassan, Rabbi Huda says it's a good Mechitza over there. Alama Mechitza, he achaser. So, if it is a good Mechitza, then over here he's going to say it's forbidden to put it up. But it is, bro. And does this make sense to you? Ema the Shamalay the Rameyer, Behema. Maybe Rameyer only said his statement that it's not a good Mechitza, and therefore you're allowed to put it up when it came to Behema, because Behema could run away. We don't know if they're going to stay. Adam Akela, Mishamalay, did he ever say that by a, by a person? A person's going to stay in this place. Maybe even Rameyer would say you can't do it. Or vessels. Vessels are not animate objects, they don't have the ability to decide they want to move. And, and even if we say that it's Rameyer, then who is he saying this? If Rameyer is really going like Rameyer, then even to add on to, a, to, a, to a, an oil should be forbidden. Rather, it's going It's going according to the Chacham. When the Chacham said it's permitted, they only said that when you're adding on to something that was already existing. Did they say that you're allowed to put up a wall from the beginning? That they didn't say. That's already a real issue of, of a binyan, right? A building, a Shabbos. Rather, you have to say both of these prices are according to the Chacham's position. And you can't ask a question that, well, in one place they said Kalim could put up, and one place they said you cannot put up. What's the difference? Is it for the third wall of the sukkah or the fourth wall of the sukkah? Now, we know you do not need four walls for a sukkah, right? You only need three. Technically, you only need two and, uh, and a little bit, two and a mashu, right? That's the famous line from, I can't remember who, but that the, the sukkah is sort of Hashem giving you a hug, right? So if you picture a hug, you have one wall and then another wall, right? Another wall is like the hand and then the, second, the hand that goes over, it doesn't go as far. So that's the, technically, the mechitzas the of a sukkah only need to be two, Full walls and then one little bit of wall. So if it's the third wall, it's halachically significant. If it's the fourth wall, it's not halachically significant. So therefore, you're allowed to put up the fourth wall. You want to put a fourth wall out of vessels? Go right ahead because it's not halachically significant. It's not going to be usher. You're not building a wall in Shabbos that's considered significant. Take it, Nami. I'll bring you a proof. In the case where it says that you're not allowed to put up the, the wall, it says if its wall, its wall falls. What does it mean, its wall? What's the emphasis of its wall? The emphasis is that it is the wall that will make the sukkah into a sukkah. So that wall cannot be put up. But the fourth wall doesn't change anything, and therefore you're allowed to put it. Shmamina, indeed, we see. Okay. However, there's still a contradiction in the two prices between Adam. In one case, you said you're not allowed to use a man for your wall. In another case, you said you cannot give the man for the wall, right? So, 
So why can't you say that, once again, the Chayra, you should be able to say the same answer, that one Brice is talking about where it's the third wall, one Brice is talking about where it's a fourth wall, right? The problem is that the Brice that says that you're, you're permitted to use him also says that when you put him up, then all of a sudden it's going to allow to eat, to drink, and to sleep. Well, that means that that's the third wall. And it's still we say it's permitted. You can't give the same answer anymore. Adam, Adam, Nami, Kasha. Man on man is also not going to be a question. Kamla, that's constantly sure? that when it's talking about when it was done, midas, and when it's talking about when it was done, shalay midas, right? So what does that mean? That means that if the man is being used, midas, then it is not, it's going to be a problem. But if the man is being used, shalay midas, then it is not a problem. What's the difference? Let's see, Rashi. Mutter. Interesting. I'm not sure what Rashi means by that. Basically, Rashi says like this. I guess it's unclear at this point. If I remember, maybe it's going to get clear in the Gemara itself. Rashi says like this. If the individual knows that he's being used for a wall, then, then that's, it's too out in the open that this individual is a wall. And if it's too out in the open that this individual is a wall, then that's going to be forbidden. But if the guy doesn't even know that he's being used for a wall, because he doesn't, he doesn't even know that he's being used for a wall, then it's permitted. Because there's no such problem of making a tent in this case. Because it's not normal to make a wall out of a, it's not normal to make a binion, to make a structure out of a person. So for some reason, only if it's, even if it's not normal to make a structure out of a person, but if he's aware that he's being used for the wall, that's still problematic. But as long as he's not aware, then it's not problematic. And hopefully the Gemara will make it more clear what the distinction is. Interesting, by the way, if you notice, on Daf, uh, yesterday's Daf, his name was not Rebbe Chanilai, his name was Nechemia Bar Chanilai. And now he, he graduated. I'm guessing maybe this is a later Gemara that's talking about the story, right? And that's why all of a sudden now, what, what, at the time the story took place, he was still in yeshiva. But now the story is taking place. He was already a Hatzmicha. He was already a Rebbe, the rabbi. Perhaps he's not even alive anymore. So then they speak about him with the, you know, the honorifics. Um, uh, so the, the case is that the case of was Ladas Have. So... Um, so, yeah, so the case was, was Ladas, and still they did it. So the answer is it must have been Shalemi Das. That they, did not, they were not aware why they were going out there. They just walked out there. Chizda is Ladas Havi, but Chizda was aware, and that's why he told them to go out there. Chizda, Shalemi Naiminyan Havi. Chizda, he himself was not actually part of the people who made up the walls. Basically, he goes out there, and he brings out all these guys who he knows as a Chum that they can travel to that distance. And he says, You stand right here, and you stand right there, and you stand right there, and you stand right there. He doesn't say why. And they're like, Okay, Chizda telling us to do that. We're going to do that. Chizda himself did not end up being part of that wall. Okay, new Gemara. How, how, does, that, how, does, that, how does that square with, uh, you know, telling somebody to do something for you on Shabbos that, you know, is prohibited, etc. Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think it's a good question, but I, I think it really gets back to this other question that Rashi is just not giving me enough information. Unless the first Rashi is giving enough information. Second. It really isn't. I, I'm not, I'm not sure what Rashi is doing with this. I, to me, it sounds like some sort of issue. Remember, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, explain what the issue is that we're dealing with. The, the theoretical issue that we're dealing with is that it is a temporary type of wall. So we're not dealing with an Isser de Arisa, right? And you're not even dealing with an Isser de Rabbanon, perhaps. It might only be like an appearance of an Isser de Rabbanon, right? So it could be oh, that the, the issue is an issue. When people are aware of what's happening, then it becomes like, you're, you're, you're completely doing away with the, with the you, it, if too many people are aware of what's happening, then it becomes too much of the appearance of building a wall, right? When nobody knows what's happening, people just happen to be standing there and the guy's walking, 
then, then it's enough of a, it's enough like not clear. I'm guessing. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see, you know, Rashi is not giving me enough information, at least for, for me, um, to, to understand that. But to me, that's what it seems like what, what we're dealing with here is that if there's an, an awareness on the part of the people who are standing there, then it becomes too close to building a wall, or at least to the appearance of building a wall and becomes forbidden. But if there's no awareness that they're being used for that, then indeed it is forbidden. You have these uh, gardeners. What did they do? They, they brought water in the mechitas. They, they built mechitas to carry water on Shabbos. Who are the mechitas made out of? Out of men. What happened? Shmuel gave them malchus. By the way, Shmuel is not the only time that Shmuel gives malchus to people who are uh, treading lightly on, uh, on Isure Rabbanon. Right? Omar, so what did he say? Im Omru das. If if we're gonna say that that Chazal permitted using walls when the people were shalemi das das, did they also say that when the people are aware that they're being used for walls? And in your case, you were using the people who knew that they were that you knew that they were um, right. That I'm just looking at Rashi right now. That's what Rashi says. Rashi says that what was the case? The case is that they set them up and told them what they were doing. Hanuziki zehave shadian beristika. There were ziki. Ziki are noides shal rava havi. Noides are um are like a like a fla- like a leather. I forget they're called something. A leather flask, basically, right? And they belong to rava. Okay. And where are they? They are sitting in the rishus rabim in mechuza. Rava lived in mechuza. They're sitting in rishus rabim in mechuza. Hadi yasa rava in pirke. Rava was coming. He was in the middle of speaking. He had given his drasha on Chabas after davening after the meal. They gave his drasha and he was coming. Alinu nihale the shabbata. I'm sorry. Alinu so what they do, they, there were people standing, and people were standing on both sides, and they were able to carry these, um, they were able to carry the the, the using the people as walls. another Shabbos, so he wanted to do it again. Who, who's the person who's doing this? Let me see Rashi. Um, so who did it? Rabbi Shamas was the one who did it. He, he came up with this chap on his own. It wasn't Rabbi. And then, but then Rabbi said, you're not allowed to do that. Because in, in the second case already, people are going to start realizing that they're doing, that they're being uh, used as a wall. And then it's going to start being, that they're establishing this ladas with their knowledge and that's ready for it. Levi, Ailu, Le, Tivna. So Levi did the same trick with Tivna, with the straw. Ziri, Aspasta. Ziri did this with Aspasta, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the vetches, the stuff that the, the cattle eat. Simin Barchiyah, Mayer, Simin Barchiyah did it with water. Um, it's interesting to me that the Gemara is bringing four different stories, you know, different generations. It seems to me like the Gemara's point is to say that this is indeed an acceptable uh, way of carrying, although I'm looking, I'm trying to see where the Ein Mishpat is. Um, I don't see if this is brought down in Malacha. I, I, I think it is Mutter, but I, I will have to look it up at one point. Okay, New Mishnah. If someone is allowed to leave his tchum on Shabbos, right? You know, what, what reason? Well, there's going to be many reasons, right? So, for example, we just had reasons in, uh, in Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, you know, in the Mishnayas. Talk about where someone needs to go out of the tchum to announce his testimony to the Besdin, right? Or we'll see there's other cases you have, um, you know, that someone's going to help someone give birth, someone's going for a of fascist, someone's going to protect the city, right? There's many different reasons that you can be going out out of the tchum with permission. Ramalai. And they said to him, Kfar Nasa Maisa, oh, you know what? The thing that you were going to do, it already happened. He is indeed allowed to still walk 2,000 Amas in any direction, even though he's already out of the Tchum. He still has 2,000 Amas in any direction. 
Um, now we're going to have to see if this is if this is a proof that this is this Mishnah seems to be a proof, or at least is one of the Tanaim who holds that Tchum of two thousand Amas is the Rabbanan and not the Raisa, because if it was the Raisa, this wouldn't really change anything. But if you still are not within the Tchum, then it's as if you haven't gone out yet. The Gemara is obviously going to explain Dr. Hashim of Parish Gemara. Like, well, otherwise, <laughs> what do you? Yeah, obviously, if you didn't go out, you didn't go out yet. So the Gemara is going to explain what the Chiddush is here. Anybody goes out to save a life. is incredibly important. Halacha is the famous tshuva of Ramosha Feinstein. Right? If you go out to save a life, you're allowed to come back to your place. Why? Because if you don't come back, to, if you don't allow them to come back, they're going to hesitate. And as Ramosha Feinstein says that if someone goes on a Hatzalah call and they drive, right? You're allowed to drive back. It's crazy, right? You're allowed to drive back? What do you mean? You're not allowed to drive back. You, you saved someone's life already. You've got to stay in there for the rest of Shabbos. The answer is you wouldn't go back out again. And this is why they say that if you're going to save your own life or a family member's life, then you're not allowed to drive back. Because you're go- a family member, you're not going to hesitate next time. You're still going to go even if you means getting stuck in the hospital. But that's Ramosh's famous tshuva of permitting Hatala people to, to drive back from out of the Tchum even if, uh, if they had Hatala call. Okay. Um, let's see the Gemara. The Gemara is going to get into a little more detail. What does it mean when it says that if you're still within the Tchum, when you're on your way to go do something, you're still within the Tchum, and then you find, you're notified that you don't have to go anymore, as if you haven't left. Amar what's the Chedesh, right? The clear, that's obvious. Amar says, this is the Chedesh. If you're still within your own Tchum, it's as if you haven't left your house. Okay, so what do we mean? What do we mean? I guess we, I'm just a little confused, but I guess what we mean is, oh, that's okay. the is going to ask what, 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 the, what the Chiddush is here. Basically, the Gemara thinks to say is like this. We said that once you leave the Tchum, you have, you have this extra dispensation to travel 2,000 Amas from in either direction from where you're located right now. If you didn't leave your Tchum, then you, you're back to the original place. Well, that seems obvious. Well, no, the Gemara says it's not so obvious. What we mean to say is, is that let's say I walk from my house and I'm on my way to the JSN to save a life. And then I find out by Mitchell Park, right? So my Tchum did not leave my house. It still stays in my house. We don't restart my 2,000 Amas from Mitchell Park. Right? That also seems obvious, which Gemara is about to ask. Shita, this is obvious, right? If you didn't, go, if you didn't leave your Tchum, then you're always going to be back to your original Tchum, whatever you had sort of been kind of, whatever you sort of had acquired when Shabbos began. You might have said that when you are leaving your Tchum, with the intent of fully leaving your tchum, right? You're on your way to leave your tchum. Maybe you leave your tchum, and there's no such thing as going back, right? And maybe even though you didn't end up leaving the tchum, practically speaking, but since your intent was to leave the tchum, the 2,000 amas that you're allowed to travel in, with permission, you were allowed to go further. So maybe you're already considered that reacquired a new space. The answer is no. Um, 